I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the The Squad Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. And creepy people. Yes, we have a very special guest today. Our ghoul friend Daniela is back. Yay! I missed you guys so much. We missed you too. Daniela had the nine-month injury. (laughs) Uh, Also known as she she had a baby. (laughs) So she abandoned us for a baby. She had, a big, she had a bigger name. It's fine. I'm baby free tonight, though. I can't Yay. say baby like a normal person after bebe, watching bebe, Shit's Creek. Bebe. The bebe. <laughs> Even talking about the kitten. Where's the bebe? The bebe, the bebe is crying. <laughs> I feel like um, we have to get you a shirt that says that. Moira, Moira Rose is our spirit animal. <laughs> Dude, her freaking wardrobe. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Unreal. We need to go find where they dropped all that off. Goals. <laughs> Or uh, play clothes vintage, right? In oh. Burbank. Yes. Well, there's that place that I always forget the name, but they uh, get all the clothing and stuff um, from TV shows and movies. It's a wrap. Yes. Oh. Yes. 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 Because I found clothes from like that 1950s show that used to be out, The Astronaut Wives. Oh, I loved that show. Yeah, they had clothing from there. It was cute. You know the other show I really liked, but it didn't make it very far was Panium. Oh, oh, I know, because I just wanted all the wardrobe. Pretty much, too. yeah. <laughs> well, and I loved that movie. Um, it's not a horror movie, but Catch Me If You Can. Anytime yep. it's on, I watch it. Me too. Yeah, it's super freaking cute. Because wardrobe. Yeah, right. and it's so 60s. I love it. The best. Yes. But what a freaking week, man. I know. It's been a little crazy. It has. I am here. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> survived we did <laughs> but on a lighter note i have a joke for the two of you ready i almost said the three of you and then i remembered <laughs> that i had a bottle of wine <laughs> is there a ghost in here because that kind of happens sometimes <laughs> there's three <laughs> uh, why don't apples smile when you go bobbing i don't why? know why because they're crab apples. <laughs> oh my it's god! So, so bad. But they're so great. Right. So bad. I have one too, but it's definitely not as cute as yours. What is it? <laughs> why was this? Or excuse me. Why did the skeleton cry his eyes out? Why? Because he had no body to love. Oh. Play my little mini violin. It, it makes me think of the um the Queen song, "Somebody to Love." Can anybody find me somebody true? Just kidding. Sorry. (laughs) Well, I have a joke. What is it? What happened to the cannibal who showed up late to the Halloween dinner? Oh, boy. This isn't going to be good. (laughs) They gave him the cold shoulder. (laughs) I don't want to laugh. Why did we find that so funny? Because it's so dark. <laughs> but I mean, his food got cold. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> Shall we get into our booze news? We should. Booze, booze news. Booze news. Okay. Yay. 
So we all know that Nickelodeon did a revival of the my I mean my childhood favorite show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh my god, that one was so good. Oh my favorite. Forever my favorite. So we all know that they did a revival of it and they kind of retooled how the Midnight Society submitted tales of terror for approval. Uh now the three part self self bleh. again bottle of wine um the self-contained limited series kind of went a different direction with the different format so instead of doing different episodes that were one story within each episode they did a season-long story arc which i wasn't a super big fan of but i'm also very partial to the og series but you know here we are (laughs) (laughs) so there's going to be an expanded episode count and a new midnight society uh and the story is going to be shifted to a foggy seaside setting filled with its own horror mystery so uh this next uh premiere episode of curse of shadows uh, is going to be introducing a new more menacing boogeyman and spooky chills that will start the second season off with a solid start supposedly so the opening brings one of the original series most memorable and recurring places into focus sardo accent on the o oh (laughs) yeah sardo's magic mansion so the starting premise is going to be late at night a teenager breaks into the magic shop to steal an old locked away book it will spark a thrilling sequence that winds up with the teen abruptly vanishing into the woods Mm. and the following morning we will be introduced to luke a horror fan and his and best friend of the openings teen connor the kid that disappeared so throughout the school day luke is going to notice that his best buddy is missing and will be checking in with other members of the midnight society and then they will start to realize that the town has an urban legend of the shadow man and it's real and it's connected to their best friend's disappearance oh we'll see i don't know i uh i wasn't i it's hard (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like you're having a real hard time i'm very i'm very conflicted because i want to be fair to the new series and i appreciate that they were trying to do something different and they were trying to do something um a little more interesting with it but it just it wasn't my favorite Mm. but uh in other news this one i'm actually really excited about because i know everybody hates on this movie all the time but i fucking love it i (laughs) love this our favorite board game is headed back to the screen and who and how dare they talk about the clue movie that came out i love that movie it was great i loved clue like that was the whole point it was supposed to to be kind of yeah like yes. hello tim curry rocky horror but what a cast though right? oh i know i, I want to be mrs peacock it. oh my god of course you do <laughs> <laughs> why course because course of the name do. yes yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about I, I well i figured you would probably pick mrs scarlet so that's who i would pick <laughs> Ooh, I bet, i'd be fucking colonel mustard man <laughs> <laughs> colonel mustard <laughs> Because why the hell not? And mustard's goddamn delicious. I must have did it in the library with the candlestick. Right? <laughs> um, so Clue is going to be getting an animated series over at Fox Entertainment. 
Um, so there's no details about the premise of the animated series besides the assurances that it will be encapsulating the thrilling and suspenseful dynamics that have made Clue a global sensation for more than seven mm, decades. Animated. Mm-hmm. This will be interesting. Yep. Um, so they're developing it in conjunction with Entertainment One and Bento Box Entertainment. Oh, very like cool. Bento Box. Bento Box. Because <laughs> Bento Boxes are delicious. They are. <laughs> um, if you guys are looking to get out this month, which I know we all are because, you know, quarantine, COVID, and mm-hmm. being trapped inside. Um, Spooksy Boo Events is holding pop-ups again to support local artists. Um, they, I think you guys mentioned some of the artists on previous podcasts, um, but they'll be there with some other like super cool vendors. Um, they named it Artist Alley, and you can visit the pop-up every Saturday in February at the Anaheim Garden Walk. Ooh. Uh, free parking, outdoor dining is available, and if you want more info, you can just visit their Instagram page, Spooksy Boo Events. Groovy. Ooh, they had a lot of good like little Halloween pop-ups, too. Yeah. Indeed. And, and they're e- super safe, too. Yes, yes, very safe. Well, and even if you uh, don't live in the greater Southern California area or if you d- are immunocompromised or you just are not super comfortable going out, even if you just follow their page and it's Spooksy Boo, it's S-P-O-O-K-S-I-E and then Boo, like Boo Ghosts, mm. B-O-O, um, Spooksy Boo events, the, you can be linked to all of the really great different artists and such so you can buy directly from them. If you don't feel comfortable going out which totally understand if you i think it's really cool they offer that option though totes some yes. of us still aren't comfortable going out nope because i don't trust people nope did you see what happened last month with them people climbing the wall of the castle <laughs> <laughs> i trust no one. Oh man none of them were wearing, wearing masks by the way no <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, and I watched a video that some lady was saying that she can't um, catch um, COVID because she doesn't have the vibrations, the correct vibrations <laughs> to get it. I was like, what is wrong with people? <laughs> like, I, I was just watching that video. And I'm just like, I think my IQ just dropped a little bit just kind listening to her. bullshit is that? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't have the white, the right vibrations to catch it. And then like her friend next to her, like freaking like co-signed it she's like i'm the one that told her that i'm like oh god <laughs> never co-sign on that oh never if there was a there was another gal who was going to a rally for a political candidate i won't tell you which one it was in oklahoma <laughs> and she wasn't wearing a mask and it was an indoor rally and the news anchor had asked her if she was concerned about getting covid and she said no i trust my immune system i'm like bro <laughs> She didn't have the right vibrations. <laughs> you know what? I I'm can't. sorry, but COVID I is not can't. a part of my fantasy. <laughs> it doesn't fit into my plan. My life plan. It doesn't part of my fantasy. Where is Valentina? Yeah, I was going to say, thank you, Valentina. <laughs> Well, I have some uh, Lovecraft Country news since we just talked about it. Um, So we all kind of know that Misha Green's uh, HBO series Lovecraft Country was already kind of a little bit of a departure from Matt Ruff's um, just a book. Yeah, just a little bit as we discussed. Just just, (laughs) Just most of the book. Yeah, so adapting most of the storylines present in the book, but offering a little bit of a new perspective, um, new uh, resonance, and some uh, bold new approaches to the novel so we're wondering if there's ever gonna be a second season 
Well, so it hasn't been given the official green light yet, but HBO is hopeful that it will all come together. Um, so they mentioned to Deadline uh, this week that Misha is working uh, with a small team of writers and they're coming up with a new take. Um, so she had a book to go on, obviously, in the first season. And so she and the writers wanted to go off and take some time to go out and figure out without a book, you know, with these characters, what's the journey uh, we want to go on. So hopefully we'll hear something soon about a second season. I'm interested to see where they might take it. Is this going to be like The Handmaid's Tale where they go Probably. Off, off the beaten path? Probably. <laughs> Just make their own story. But also it's like they like killed off a lot of people. <laughs> so I'm kind of yeah. like, what are, where, where are we going with this, guys? <laughs> Unless I have this feeling... And here's just, it's just my little theory. I feel like Atticus is going to come back. Somehow. Well, there's no story without Atticus. Right. So I think they're going to, like, bring him back in some magical way. Yeah, I don't think that they have a choice. They don't, like, let's call it what it is. They don't have a story without Atticus. (laughs) So they have to bring him back. Yeah. So, and, I mean, I just feel like a lot of the same people need to come back in. And they can fight new evils. Totally. But we'll see. Indeed. See what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we definitely wanted to uh, continue in uh, sharing uh, some Black-owned small businesses for the wonderful month of February, which is Black History Month. As if, I mean, I hope you guys knew. <laughs> That's if you Black didn't, History Month. <laughs> well, if you listen outside of the United States. <laughs> right. <laughs> because our listeners in other countries don't have a Black History oh, Month. Oh, that's right. But they do not. No. But if you're in the United States, you should have known that by now. But yeah. Oh, dear God, I hope so. And if you didn't, then now you know. There's yeah. a thing you know. And, and yeah, right. You learned something new today. Yes. <laughs> the more you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, the one that I found, and this is, I, I kind of picked this one really for you, Sarah, <laughs> because <laughs> it's dark and creepy looking vegan food. Yeah. So it's like perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for this. <laughs> um, so it's called Goth in the Raw. Yum. They have an Instagram, a website, and also a Twitter and a Facebook. Um, so it's a celeb and private chef, CEO, founder of Goth in the Raw. Her name is Nanaus A.O. Feratu. I just love the name. <laughs> I already emailed to see if they ship here. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Nanaus is a queer, goth, Nigerian-American model, musician, and rights activist, as well as a private chef and owner of Gotham Raw. So, Gotham Raw is basically veganism with a dark side. It's like perfect for you. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, and so when you go to the website, uh, they mention that uh, my creations exude my adoration of the dark and the macabre, the goth subculture that I hold dear, and my Nigerian heritage that runs through my veins. Nature provides some of the more dark shades um, in her wares, and I love that in my creations. They are an extension of myself to you. Food is art, nature is medicine, darkness is beautiful. Combined, they are powerful. I love that. And food. And yeah, and also food. (laughs) So, like, they make everything... If you go on this website and just look at the pictures, <laughs> I just want to eat everything. 
like seriously Bark. i know it looks so good so hopefully we can announce that we're going to order something <laughs> if we can <laughs> but um make sure you go check out goth in the raw got some good stuff on there groovy well, the uh, creator that I picked is called Moonflesh. Ooh. So she's on Instagram and she's got a website that's linked in her bio that you can check out. So it's owned and operated by a gal named Lila, who is uh, a wonderfully talented human. She opens up for custom commissions for embroidery arts. And let me tell you, some of the customs that she's created are freaking beautiful. So for those that didn't know, embroidery art is different from cross stitch which is different from needlepoint uh yes they are all different types of art with embroidery embroidery floss and such but they are different styles some of these are freaking beautiful like there's a big moth that she did that's freaking gorgeous it's amazing um so be sure to check her out she opens up for customs every so often so follow her on instagram for all the latest to see when you can snag up a custom piece from her yeah and this week yay we decided to do an episode as a continue we i mean we talked about haunted objects objects <laughs> speaking is real tough today um so we talked about haunted objects a few episodes ago and we discussed a couple of toys in there but mm-hmm. we wanted to devote an episode specifically to haunted toys yes and thank you to my college friend who sent this over stacy you're amazing and i know you are one of our listeners so thank you for the suggestion of sending me and also sending me a bunch of creepy commercials (laughs) by the way (laughs) that i'm like couldn't sleep uh, for a little bit so thank you for uh suggesting this to us we love it Mm -hmm. so yeah who's going first (laughs) i can can start okay (laughs) all right so the first one that i picked i know we all had one of these I picked Furbies. Oh gosh, that thing went in the trash real quick. Oh my god! Did not have a Furby. If okay, so maybe if you were born a little bit later, you didn't have one. But if you were a kid who was born in the eighties or nineties, you had a fucking Furby. You sure did. It was like so soft, and like your parents like thought that's what you wanted too. And then I didn't need one. (laughs) Well, and can I I just say how freaking brilliant? tiger's marketing was and the fact that they only released x number of them at a time to really build that demand so you had kids like crying and people and so many different designs like you there were so many different ones there was yeah there was there was when they first started there was the white one then they had like the gray tabby and then there was the black one and there was the black and white one i think the very first one i had was the white one because i think that was the only one that was available at the time because they sold out so freaking quickly for those that did not live through the wonderful magical furby craze of the (laughs) 1990s So this was a little robotic toy that was originally released in 1998, and it was a Tiger product. Um, Please Google image search it and look it up if you have never seen one. It looks almost like a hamster and an owl had a baby that was divinely implanted in some object by Gizmo the Gremlin. (laughs) That's like the best way that I can describe it. Um, 
So it went through a period of being this like crazy high demand must have toy from when it launched. And then they had pretty steady sales through the year 2000. So there were 40 million Furbies that were sold during the first three years of its production. Wow. That's a wow. lot of That's fucking a lot Furbies. of Furbies. <laughs> Jeez. So 1.8 million sold in 98, 14 million in 1999. And fun fact, it's speaking capabilities were translated into 24 different languages. <laughs> 24 because if it starts talking to you in french you're like what the fuck oui, oui. <laughs> i wish we could just play sound bites of it while you're talking about right? it <laughs> um so they there were a couple of re-releases that were done so it was re-released into the toy market in 2005 um and then there were a boatload of new prints that were released so it came started coming in stripes and different colors and so forth and then they also released the furby babies on top of that as well so you know if a full-size furby is good then a miniature one is even better um why right well and then in 2012 they upgraded its different capabilities so it got a little microphone with bluetooth yeah like there were all these different little enhancements that they made they updated its language they gave it um it had a different little remember that little thing on its head that sensed the light and such and motion well they upgraded it to being led and then it had a few other uh enhancements as well so creepy (laughs) But when the Furby first came out in uh, in 1999, in January of 1999 specifically, the NSA, for those of our listeners that are outside of the United States, NSA stands for National Security Agency. And uh, they actually banned Furbies from entering any NSA property due to some concerns that they might be able to record and repeat classified information. Um, so Roger Schiffman, who at the time was the owner of Tiger, had actually said that the Furby didn't have any ability to do recording of any kind. Um, but apparently nobody asked him. So he was a little butthurt that nobody asked him. (laughs) And, uh, there was another person from Tiger who actually demonstrated that the microphone couldn't record anything and it could only hear, uh, a single monotonous beep if a loud sound was produced around it. No words or waveforms were actually made out at all. So when you thought you were talking to your Furby in 1999, you really weren't. It just heard beep, boop, beep. And that's it. Which is a big bummer. Um, So eventually they withdrew the ban. Although at a later date, uh, the security research researchers actually discovered that the microphone on a Furby Connect, which was the one that was released later in 2012, could be remotely activated and used to record voice through a Bluetooth connection. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me. No, it's like, it's like the government is trying to listen in. I mean, look at friggin' Amazon dots or Google Homes and all that shit. Sometimes well, I'm talking why... and they think I'm like talking to them. Yeah, I'm like, you, no. You like, don't sh- even have to say, hey, Google. It just starts like, oh, hi. Well, so I'm going to talk shit about my in-laws for a minute because they're never going to listen to this. So it doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> I hope not. I got them a voice act and it's fine. Because and I'm if already, they do, I've already made fun of them for this anyway. I got them a voice activated speaker that my company sells. And they unplugged it because they were afraid of Google listening to them. And like, I mean, hey, 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 spoiler alert. Your phone's already waiting you. for you to say, hey, Google or hey, Siri. Dude. So guess what? All you have to do is talk about something now and the ads start popping up on your Instagram and your Facebook. Yeah. Well, and it's like it uses predictive search. And yes, it's always listening to you. It can't record, but it's always listening to you. Freaky. So 
the speaker that I gave you is no fucking different than your phone. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Um, anyway, I digress. I have some fun spooky Furby stories. Yay! So, just like where I get so much of my fun information, I live on Reddit, and not just for the Wall Street bets feed because that was going off like crazy. Thoughts and purse to anyone that lost their ass on GameStop last week. Not really. You deserved it. Right. <laughs> so uh, I I remember having a Furby that would not shut up. And my mom actually put it in the freezer to try to get it to stop talking. And even after spending a night in the freezer to drain the battery the next day, it still was talking. I drowned mine. You did? It <laughs> fucking still turned on. Didn't you do something with your Furby? What, put it in the trash? Probably. Maybe that was it. <laughs> no, because then, you know, you're going to, like, walk into your room one day. It's just be sitting there. Oh. Like, staring at you. I mean, I thought about lighting it on fire, but I did. I just threw it in the trash. <laughs> well, I should have, though. I should have done something else. <laughs> it didn't come back in my room, so it's, that's good. Yeek. <laughs> well, I'll just read off a couple that a couple of good ones that I found on Reddit. Um, so this one's from a Redditor who has just a bunch of freaking letter letters as, uh, his or her name. So I can't pronounce it because it's just a jumbled mess. Um, <laughs> so this Redditor said a friend bought me one as a joke while we were stationed in Germany. The one she got was red and black and evil looking. Well, fast forward a couple weeks later, losing interest in the thing. I'm sleeping until suddenly I hear this demonic gravelly voice coming from my bookshelf. Not the sound of batteries running out, but a seriously demonic voice. I jumped and turned on the lights and searched for the sound. I heard it coming from the top shelf, and when I looked, nothing was there. Suddenly, I hear the voice behind me, and the little bastard was sitting on top of my wall locker, just repeating the ka, 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 eh, eh, eh sound. And then it said, hello, son, I missed you. What? Yeah. Oh, so, my God. So I immediately <laughs> took it out to the burn pit and cleansed it with fire. <laughs> cleansed it with fire. Someone needs to stick some sage up the Furby's butt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, oh man and this next one's called a furby never dies they just bide their time and this one's from redditor land elk so uh land elk wrote i had a furby that i loved for a few months then i turned her off and set her up in my closet i didn't want to give her away she sat there in view with her eyes closed probably for four years the batteries would have died by this point uh one day i opened my closet door her eyes are open she blinked at me <laughs> and then i got rid of her <laughs> <laughs> didn't they always, take like double a's something or something like right they took, took double a's a shitload of double a's yeah <laughs> um <laughs> like six double a's you would have to spend like 16 dollars in batteries to get it to function that's why i just threw it in the trash oh my gosh it was so scary um and so then the last the last spooky one that i will share is no i don't want to do that one no, this one. Uh, this one's called When Furbies Are Pure Nightmare Fuel. <laughs> so this one's, uh, this one's from Redditor Burns Kid, who writes, had two Furbies. They were burned in the, bo- they were buried, not burned. They were buried in the bottom of the toy box. Sleeping in the dead of night, years after we got them, I heard a deep, slow voice groaning, feed me. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Uh, screamed, ran to my parents' room, woke them both up, had them come into my room to get the monster away. They go digging around the room, and then we hear it again. 
feed me. <laughs> so dad pulled out the half dead Furby from inside the toy box and went to smash it with a hammer in the garage. Ooh. Yeah. So there's, I mean, you could go down the Reddit rabbit hole on creepy Furby stories. Oh um, there's also one that's a little too long to read, but I highly encourage everybody to look it up because it's super creepy. Um, if you just Google uh, haunted Furbies, you will find this one. And the t- it's titled, My Furby Was Possessed by a Japanese Ghost. It's going to take me forever to read it, but please go on and find it on your own. It's real creepy. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> another reason for me not to sleep at night right (laughs) (laughs) um well i found a toy well it wasn't really a toy it was actually more of a game i guess Mm -hmm. um but it was called rap rat had either of you ever heard of it because i I hadn't heard of it no um but apparently this game was released in like 1992 and it was supposed to be similar to um mousetrap and Mousetrap came out in what, like 1963. Mm-hmm. So this game came out like 30 years later. Um, but same same premise. You would take turns going around the board, collecting cheese, and whoever reaches the the end first wins. Um, it seems simple, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it came with a VHS tape. Oh my god, I feel old. Aww, VHS. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, VHS taking taking me way back <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, that you would like play along with the game. And, um, so basically, um, people would pop this VHS tape into the, uh, player and it would play the rules of the game, which were like totally normal. But then afterwards, this like super creepy figure would pop up on the screen. What? <laughs> right. What? And he, I don't know if you've looked on like Google pictures, he's like a super distorted looking rat. Hold on. <laughs> He's got his like, yeah, yeah. Looking, looking up some of these toys and like really going down the rabbit hole. Because like, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna sage my room. Well, <laughs> oh my apparently, Rap Rat was like the cheap man's fucking, um, you know, mousetrap. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, right, did you find pictures? <clears throat> uh, well, I looked up Rap Rat creepy pasta, but that didn't work. I just came up with the rat. <laughs> <laughs> He's creepy though. I don't. I don't like rats in general. So, um, but there are some videos like floating around of him on the web too. I didn't play them personally because I'm a puss. Um, but yeah, he looks. He looks kind of creepy. Um, so, on his fandom, um, it says his occupation is a video game host slash demon. <laughs> <laughs> this was the best part. Wait, his oh, skills man. are heat augmentation, reconstruction, torturing, physically manifest from television. And he likes to, um, he also uh, uh, specializes in dream manipulation and shape-shifting. What is he, the girl from The Ring? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wait, wait, this is the best. His hobbies are driving people insane, and his goal is to try to torture as many people as possible. So he is the girl from The Ring. What is happening with this toy? Pretty much, pretty much. Jeez. So, supposedly, like, people have claimed that once they've inserted the videotape, um, you know, like... The rules are, like I said, the rules of the game are explained and then he appears and he starts uh, to display graphic images of whatever your deepest fears are. So whoever's like playing the video, it's supposed to portray your fears. And that's always fun, right? Um, so <laughs> he, uh, there have been reports of like viewers having like super disturbing nightmares after watching the video and like all these other other things um some of the history about the game it was developed by a company called a couple of cowboys 
which is a really weird name for a company. Um, they had commissioned a manufacturing company in Haiti to create the doll uh, portrayed in the game. It's made in Haiti. That's the problem. There's some voodoo no. shit going on here. Right. It gets better. It gets better. The company who created the puppet ran a sweatshop. Oh, here we where go. Where they forced women and children to produce the parts of the puppet, like the felt and the plastic of the doll. So, yeah, so we have women and children in a sweatshop making these creepy... So it already has, like, a bad omen Right, on it. super bad vibes. <laughs> so one day, um, a pa- apparently a young Haitian girl got her arm caught in the sewing machine. Oh, how sad. The spring loader was unable to handle the weight on the machine and came loose and struck the child's neck, killing her instantly. Oh. Yeah, super sad. A few days after the funeral, um, the mother of the girl came to the factory demanding to see the owner. He, of course, denied, like, that he had anything to do with it, of course, because he was a POS. Uh Um, Well, so she was obviously distraught and in a fit of rage um, because... Look, no parent should have to bury their child. It's no. just it's just sad. Um, the oh. mother said that the blood from the innocent would seep into every crevice of the doll, oh, every part, and shit. all who touched it would die. <laughs> well, there you have it. So she claimed to have summoned a fear demon and screamed at the top of her lungs, Apparat will curse you. I tried to look up some more on that, but yeah, it was it was I didn't find a whole lot. Um, the owner just thought she was crazy and told the corporate bosses about it. Um, they spread the joke around and the game was renamed Rap Rat, um, which was like an anagram of Apparat. So now each time his name was said, it supposedly brought it with it like greater and greater power and more of a curse. Oh my God. Like anytime someone would say the name Rap Rat. So two years after it was created, the company was shut down and the owners hired uh, the owners. um the owners hired Mattel or Mattel to, uh, I guess, take over. Um, nobody knows where the doll went after the original creators disappeared. So that thing just disappeared along with it. Um, and some say the last things the victim saw before going insane were large sunken fish like eyes. Super creepy. Um, yeah. And like I, I tried doing some more research on it and I could probably go down a rabbit hole for hours. <laughs> Um, oh there's some various images on the web of what Apparat could look like. It's Apparat. Okay, let me... <laughs> Do I even want to look at this? The main image I saw was like a flame demon. Like a flame looking demon i already okay. had to sage the fuck out of my house twice well i mean we can just do it after this episode right. too it's fine um oh so th- i found this kind of interesting um there were some reports of it being debunked but what i found is that um apparently apparat is also the name of an iranian video sharing service like youtube it is um which began in february 2011 and in 2020 due to the activity of one of the users the ceo was sentenced to 10 years stating he was encouraging corruption Oh. So, all around bad, right? Um, I'm definitely not brave enough to watch it, but if anybody else does, I'd like to know what happens. <laughs> I saw the ring. I know how this works. Yeah, right. right we, it's like, you know. The bitch is going to crawl out of my TV. I mean, I think we've all just learned, like, just not to test, no. you know, test this stuff. Even if even if you're pretty sure it's not real white tempting. Yeah, it's just not a good idea, you know? I, I already know what happens to me in a horror movie, so. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry, Brie. And I'm not a virgin anymore, so I'm definitely dying. <laughs> you're not? <laughs> I, have nothing to, I have nothing to save me. You're not? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. I am a virgin. You're saving yourself for marriage. I am. She's a born again virgin. 
sips water. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I took a big gulp of tea right now. Um, (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) So the one, uh, well, the first one I picked, and obviously there's so many creepy stories that people have about this, and everybody knows what it is. A jack-in-the-box. Fuck that thing. Mm. (laughs) Well, and I decided to, like, kind of go down the rabbit hole with it just because I wanted to see, like, the kind of the background, like, where it came from and how they got this, like, crazy idea to make something that just (laughs) pops out. (laughs) I remember someone gave one to me and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. Can we return it? But also like, the tune that it plays is like super creepy. Yeah, so On we... we the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. <laughs> yes, I actually have that in my notes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that little Pop Goes the Weasel song. So we all know what Jack in the Box is. But interesting, in 2005, the Jack in the Box was inducted into the American National Toy Hall of Fame. Ooh. Where, all t- uh, display- where they um, displayed all types of versions of the toy. Beginning from like the ones like in the very, very beginning when they started making it. And then kind of ending it with the most recently kind of manufactured versions. And I'm like, I haven't seen any anywhere. So I would be <laughs> real surprised to find some. Um, so um, a theory as to the origin of the Jack in the Box uh, is uh, said that it comes from the uh, from Sir John Scorn, who is often pictured um, holding a boot with a devil in it. And <laughs> so according to folklore, he once cast the devil into a boot to project uh, to protect project <laughs> to protect the village of North Marston in Buckinghamshire. So that's where they- I had to like stop and replay what <laughs> you just know, said. Right? Yes, that's a, that's a lot of word. Buckinghamshire. Buckinghamshire. With a, with a B. Yes. Okay. Buckinghamshire. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I will pronunciate. No, no, no. It's a not bit your better. fault. No, no, no. It's not your fault. It's I just the, think of hobbits when anyone says Shire. It's the it's the bottle of wine that I had. I you know I should have brought one. It's like really sad. I didn't have any of that wine. Girl, I know, guys. I got a wine fridge. I, I know, and I should have asked. Because I did suggest I mean, pasta and wine today. There's time. <laughs> I know. I'm mom We need a. We need um, a, a butler. <laughs> when we win that lotto. Garçon. 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 Please Another. retrieve a bottle from the wine fridge. <laughs> um, but, and so in French, the Jack in the Box is called uh, Diable in Bot. Which literally means devil in a box. Not I mean, wrong. That, yeah, that's a pretty accurate description. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so the phrase Jack in the Box was first seen used in literature by John Fox in one of his books that was published in 1563. Um, there he used the term as an insult to describe a swindler who would cheat tradesmen by selling them empty boxes instead of what they actually purchased cool that's crappy (laughs) yeah (laughs) um in the early 1500s the first jack-in-the-box was made by a german clockmaker known as klaus i just love that name that is a great name 
uh, Klaus built a wooden box with metal edges and a handle that would pop out a cartoon devil or in quotations Jack <laughs> after <laughs> crank, uh, cranking the handle. It was built as a gift for a local prince's fifth birthday. Man, that was a bad birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> and after seeing this toy, um, other nobles requested their own devils in a box for their children. <sighs> Here, let's just give everybody a double in the box. Why not like your children? It's like already creepy, and then and then call it a devil in a box. It's not even a jack in a box at this time. It's like, why would you want to give that to your kid? I mean, like you must really not like your kid. I mean, also, like I feel like I might be that kind of parent if I ever had children, because I might scare them sometimes, just because I would probably think it's funny. But, like, there's, like, a, a point to, like... I mean, there's a reason that I follow that feed on Instagram called Kids, Kids Getting, Getting Hurt. Her. Oh, yeah, I watch that every day. <laughs> it's so funny. Wait, did I send you the one where the kid, like... <laughs> you were face... Like, the slow-mo face plant into the wall? I'm so wrong, Well, yes. no, no, no. So, before you sent that to me, I saw it and I showed it to Jared because I was cry-laughing so hard. And then, like, 60 seconds later, you sent it to me. <laughs> Well, because my sister sent it to me, and then I messaged her back. I'm like, that is how my week is going. <laughs> I am this kid just going headfirst in his little car into a wall. <laughs> but also on that website, I feel like I'd be that parent, too. Oh, my gosh. No, it was, it's so funny. But anyway, like, D, you have to follow that. <laughs> I mean, I really, I laughed really hard at that little girl in Disney World when her mom and dad kept telling her to stop fucking around. And she just fucking went face planting into the wall. And I was see, like, see ah. what happens. You it's, see what happens. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Basically that whole like pages, watch what happens. <laughs> Some of them I'm like, Ooh, this is bad. Yeah, You like, already know what's going to happen. Currently following. <laughs> yes. right. <laughs> Kids getting hurt. Everybody go follow. Is anyway. it wrong that I'm a mom and I find that funny? No, because moms and dads are the ones posting the videos. <laughs> like, how do you think the videos are getting there? <laughs> Unless you're like me being the creepy aunt and secretly it's, videotaping. It's this one, right? Kids getting hurt one. No, that doesn't. Wait, hold on, hold on. Hold, Can please. Can someone send me this? I was like, yeah, send her. Someone send me. I, I got this. <laughs> it, sorry for people, our listeners who have children. <laughs> we apologize. We really do like kids. Yes. Other people's kids. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't like other people's kids. No. Well, I mean, we like your kid. It's different, though. I love my... my Yeah. (laughs) I love my little god baby. Yes. I I do love Travis. I will steal him from his parents. I'm I'm kind of hoping, like, him and Scarlett can be a little couple. Oh! Be cute. They have a long-distance relationship. Mom and dad live in Oregon. Right. (laughs) That'd be really cute. (laughs) They would would be cute together, though. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, back on Jack in the Box. Not the drive-through fast food place. <laughs> um, so um, the Jack is, you know, as I said, basically the symbol of the devil, and it kind of um, much in the same way jack o' lanterns are uh, for Halloween, and some um, somewhere that got crossed with clown lore, which uh, suggests the clown is also a symbol of the devil. I agree with this clown lore. Clown lore. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's a thing on Reddit. <laughs> Following clown lore on Reddit? Well, I'm not. You know I'm not. Hold on. Hold on. 
So, like, a, a lot of people think that the Jack in the Box is maybe why a lot of people suffer from cholerophobia. What's that? Oh my God! There you have is. a fear of clowns, like me. Oh yeah, clowns suck. <laughs> Join. You're really following clown lore. Fuck yes, I am. <laughs> I was not about to go down that rabbit hole. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just getting all the information I need. We have to find new ways to terrify you. (laughs) Oh my god, this is amazing. (laughs) If you guys send a clown to my door for my birthday, he might get burned. It's Pennywise telling you that the sewer is moist. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Poor Bree just wants to talk about jack o' lanterns. No, Jack, uh, Jack in the Box. <laughs> Jack in the Box. <laughs> Close enough. Same diff. Oh, this is the greatest episode ever. <laughs> Wait, is this an Instagram page too? No, it's on Reddit. Oh, oh man. All the Reddit today. <laughs> this one's a clown sitting at a desk saying how y'all motherfuckers look when you're trying to be funny. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Maybe I might so need to follow that. If there's, if nothing else from this episode, I now learned about the clown lore subreddit. You're so welcome. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the, it says the post you sent me is unavailable because you got to follow it. You got to follow him. Oh, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, so more about clowns and. All the creepiness with the jack up, jack in the box. I almost said jack o' lantern. Well, That's not it. what I'm talking about. Because I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason why they think, just the theory, why they think that the clowns started going in there because clowns from Shakespearean times were court jesters. Correct. Yeah. So that's why they, and that's why this the style of what went inside the uh, jack-in-the-box change because they thought it was funny no it's not funny you guys <laughs> court jesters are creepy too <laughs> to me I mean, <laughs> like it, the ones that walk around the excalibur would it surprise you to know that in my teenage years i was a court jester for halloween one year and i rode around on my unicycle with my creepy court jester makeup i believe it oh yeah i believe it too mm-hmm. I fun. would also pay to see that. It was really fun. I also feel like she might show up at my door like that one day. <laughs> I might. But only if I get to record it. <laughs> and my reaction. <laughs> Surprise! I'd probably start crying. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. So then we were talking a little bit about the Pop Goes the we- Weasel tune. And so we, you know, we know the lyrics. So all around the Millbury Bush... Or Cobbler's Bench. That was like another version, which doesn't make sense. But anyway. That's too long. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So all around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. The monkey thought twas all in good fun. Pop goes the weasel. The weasel exploded. How unfortunate. So the monkey (laughs) is the jack and the weasel is the human child. (gasps) Oh, That monkey blew up that human child? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, that's dark. That's theory. <laughs> so, that's there you have it. <laughs> Jack in the box. Shit. Yeah, and I, I went a little bit more down the rabbit hole as far as, like, creepy stories where people would turn the, the crank a bunch of times and it would never work. 
and then they would sit it down and like leave it and then it would just pop while they're like watching that that would happen all the time (laughs) those are really the stories that i found like uh on reddit and just everywhere else um so there wasn't really like any like creepy like demonic things i'm sure they're out there but i yeah i just found a lot of just just it not opening when it's supposed to i hate that so much <laughs> then that's why i don't have one no you would oh. literally sit there and stare at it and it would just sit there and then all of a sudden just go <laughs> and there's that. actually a um scary movie called jack in the box yes there is and i've never seen it probably won't watch it because it. it's a clown so i'm good but we should Mm-mm. for Mm-mm. research Mm-mm. podcast research research how to scare brianna come on Bree. <laughs> so she doesn't sleep at night <laughs> I mean, but do any of us sleep at night anyway? No. Well, you know I don't. Nope. I try. Nope. It's hard. Well, the second one that I picked is none other than Robert the Doll. Ooh. I'm already scared because he freaks me the F oh, out. Hey, baby. Yes. Especially right. after that movie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Robert the Doll actually lives in a Florida museum. And he is preserved in a glass case. He is a four-foot figure that reclines very cheerfully in a little wooden chair. He is what well, he actually has a little tattered toy dog in hand. Um, he's got a really great little sailor suit and a very faint smile. But if you notice, his face is all uh, pockmarked from like I, I don't know how it got that way, but it's it's pretty grody. Um, and he's actually 114 years old. Oh wow! And Jesus he old. is actually known as being the most haunted doll in America, more so than Annabelle or Peggy. No, that's interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Zach Baggins, you don't have Robert, right? <laughs> He's probably trying to get his hands probably, on yeah, it. Though. Probably like, is. How much? <laughs> like, I'll give you anything. <laughs> right. So Robert's life began in Germany. He was actually created in 1904 by the Steiff Factory, and they are actually the company that was best known for producing the very first teddy bear and the high-end collector bears of today. Uh, he was part of an advertising window display of jesters and clowns, uh, not just a standard doll purchase. So he was bought by the grandfather of Robert Eugene Otto as a gift from overseas and was named after the little boy. So the sailor outfit that makes him really iconic in different paranormal circles, actually not a Stife product and was probably an outfit that was worn by Otto in his youth, making the boy and the doll intertwined. Yeah, because if you look at the pictures, the doll doesn't look that big, but he real fucking big. He four feet. That's a big doll. Yeah, that's a really big doll. That doll is not much shorter than that you. That means he's literally like a foot shorter than me. Mm-hmm. A foot and two inches shorter than you. Oh my God. Isn't that scary? <laughs> Did any of those, like the life-size dolls oh. for girls, I never wanted one. No, they were scary. No, I'm like, there's. that's Can not you imagine right. that thing just staring at you while no. you're laying in bed? Well, because the whole thing was you were supposed to be able to like trade clothes with the dolls. I'm yeah. like, fuck that. I'll just get my own clothes. Right. <laughs> like, no. No, thanks. I'm good. No. Um, so Robert was adored by Otto in his youth and was treated as though he were a living companion. Um, and frequently when Otto misbehaved or something was to go missing or broken in the household, the young boy would attribute it to the doll. So the reoccurring theme of Robert did it is inescapable within this legend. And supposedly the very first recorded supernatural incident was in Otto's early childhood when he awoke to find Robert sitting at the end of his bed. With his eyes staring back nope. at him. 
Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. A doll you go in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. So moments later, the rest of the house was woken by the sounds of furniture being thrown around the room. And when Otto's mother entered the room, she found everything in chaos except for the young boy who had curled up in fear on his bed and Robert remained at the very foot of it. <sighs> Creepy. No, thank you. Um, so after this, Otto's obsession with the doll continued to escalate. So while he previously addressed the doll as though it were living, his parents reported uh, hearing a response to Otto's questions in an unfamiliar voice. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after a childhood of blaming all of these wrongdoings on the doll, Robert's behavior escalated, and as Otto grew older, the doll took up his position propped up in the upstairs window of the family home. So school children actually would come by the house and would see the doll appear and disappear. So a lot of people started to stay away from the house as a result of this. So... When all of these fears of all the kids started to reach Otto, he actually investigated Robert's attic spot, but eventually found the doll on a rocking chair in an upstairs bedroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Robert the doll remained in Key West in the family home while Otto continued his art education in New York and Paris. And when he returned, Robert resumed his constant presence in the household. After Otto got married, his wife Anne started to express discomfort with Robert's presence. uh, And the doll was not removed from the house, but rather confined to the attic. Robert, rather more unimpressed with his new quarters. uh, And Anne started to hear footsteps and malicious giggling coming from the attic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Two years after Otto's death in 1974, his wife uh, died then after and their uh, home with the doll included was sold to a gal named Myrtle Reuter. So Myrtle remained in the house with Robert for another 20 years before selling the property, which now operates as a guest house. Um, however, the new owner's daughter supposedly very joyfully discovered Robert only for her to immediately start fearing the doll. So the child started to scream at night, convinced that Robert wanted to hurt her. She also told her parents that Robert was wandering around the room at night. That's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Swipe. thank you. I hate yeah. dolls. So, in 1994, the doll ended up being donated to the East Martello Museum in Key West, and that is now Robert's permanent home and is po- is a very popular <laughs> attraction. So, visitors uh, to the museum and staff members often report seeing him move and changing expression and even giggling. Nope. Yeah, and the museum encourages visitors to ask Robert's permission before taking photographs, and supposedly those that are unwilling to do so are met with some sort of horrible misfortune. So, for example, Robert is reported to have caused physical harm, car accidents, divorce, and job loss. Uh, Those who take photographs of Robert frequently report glitches with their cameras, glitches that go away as soon as they leave the museum, Mm. of course. (laughs) Um, So the museum is actually filled with letters of apology. Robert actually reportedly gets one to three per day. Wow. Yeah. um, Begging the doll for forgiveness in failing to ask permission for trying to take his picture. Uh, They beg Robert to reverse their luck, but the letters only show the complaint, not the updates as to whether the pleas work. Mm. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so sad thing is not all the letters that are sent to Robert are pleas for forgiveness. They're actually all, uh, or some of them are requests for advice or requests for curses to be placed upon other people. Why? Y'all need to stop. <laughs> what? Wow. Stop. Um, <laughs> they have nothing better to do. No. Like, curse me. Stop. <laughs> So, Robert also receives gifts. Uh, the museum made it known that the doll has a sweet tooth, so his fans from around the world will actually send him sugary treats. Um, and Atlas Obscuria actually reported that uh, the doll is often left, quote, sweets, money, and occasionally joints. <laughs> Apparently, wow. Robert also likes the devil's grass. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> that's amazing yeah and the museum says that it's inappropriate to send him that because robert is far too young <laughs> jesus um so visitors to the house or the museum speak poorly of Otto. robert's expression actually was said to change to one of anger Ooh. yeah and many visitors have also reported watching robert put his hand against the glass case nope nope mm-hmm so uh the museum's curator actually doubles as robert's assistant of sorts so she finds herself fielding the thousands of letters and gifts that he receives but she also controls his social media presence which is regularly <laughs> updated in the voice of robert um oh and God. apparently he's quite a fan of memes <laughs> mm -hmm. oh wow um, but she grass right um but she also it has the task of completing his quote-unquote yearly checkups where they examine him weigh him make sure that the human florida weather does not adversely affect the stuffing because he's stuffed with wool um so why is he haunted why does he look so sinister depends on how you believe or, or what you believe in the legend of the backstory so here's uh one of them so the story of Robert's roots in this German toy shops is the widely accepted source of the doll, but there are a few other alternatives. So one legend is that a girl or servant of Bahamanian descent gave the young boy the doll as a gift as retaliation for wrongdoing. And the Ooh. vengeful woman was said to have cursed the doll and filled the vessel with evil spirits. Oh, boy. Yeah. And apparently voodoo is a very common theme around the legends of Robert um, and many other legends at the time. So it's noted that this constant fear of witchcraft seems to have only added to the existing culture of terror, um, especially in the realms of ghost stories and social horror. But other sources say that the doll was, quote unquote, bot haunted or that Otto himself projected these supernatural powers into Robert by blaming his childhood accidents and wrongdoings on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, so throughout the doll's existence uh, in the Otto house, he's said to have vanished multiple times and for prolonged periods of time. And while he is a moderate online sensation, as you may know, he has appeared in TV shows and films and has even had his quote-unquote aura photographed. Um, so, as of 2019, there are several horror films that center with Robert as a subject matter, with Robert Reborn in 2019 being the most recent. Oh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is Robert the Doll. Ooh. He's creepy. Mm-hmm. 
It's very creepy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate dolls, so don't sign me up for Robert the Doll. Don't put me down for dolls. Um, but what you can sign me up for is uh, a haunted place. It's not a haunted toy, but it is a haunted place that house toys. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I don't want to grow up. I'm, I'm a, a Toys R Us kid. Yay. <laughs> so apparently, and this made me really sad to find out it's actually not there anymore. Um, but there was a Toys R Us um, located in Sunnyvale, California. Yeah. Um, that was supposedly haunted. Oh, yeah. And um, it was apparently featured on a lot of different TV shows like That's Incredible. Psychic Sylvia Brown had been there many times. Um, and even a Hollywood writer for the movie Toys had spent two nights there just like doing research. Nice. Um, prior to its closure, like I said, it was located in Sunnyvale, California. It was originally built in 1970 as the part of the store uh, expansion that they had. And we all know what happened to Toys R Us after that. Um, <laughs> according to employees and psychics, um, it was haunted by a man named Johnson, who was the preacher in a ranch hand in the 1880s that belonged to the Murphy family. He worked on the ranch where the Twister had uh, sat. According to Brown, he was in love with Murphy's daughter, who ran off with an East Coast lawyer. Hmm. There are different reports about what may have happened to him. Um, some news clippings said that he had accidentally hacked off his leg while carelessly chopping down a tree. Um, wait, 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 wait. How do you... I know. How do you oh, chop your leg? How do you wait, miss a tree like, and hit your leg? You're swinging the axe and you just completely miss and go down your leg, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, how, I, I have so many questions. Right. <laughs> Well, so many questions. Well, here's the other one. Um, so other reports say that he was found dead in the orchard with an axe in his neck. I hate it when that happens. So we really don't know what happened to poor old Johnson. Um, but there was one employee in particular who worked in the store for about 18 years uh, who claimed to have many encounters with the apparition. He said one time he would just feel a random breeze behind him or he would hear his name called and no one was there. Um, reports of toys leaping off the shelves and the list goes on. Um, one of the stories that really creeped me out was one time there were men there waxing the floor and a teddy bear kept appearing in each aisle as they kept moving the equipment around the store. That would freak me the F out. I'm just saying. Um, and then there were also some other people who had experienced different accounts. Um, he wasn't a malicious ghost, but he liked to play with people. <laughs> so he liked to play tricks on people. Um, apparently women especially so awesome and women were really scared to go there because apparently whenever they would go into the bathroom he would like follow them in there like turn on the faucets or do some crazy shit so he was also a perv (laughs) because he liked to follow women into the bathroom um but yeah it sounds like he just mostly liked to like play jokes on people um but most people found it really creepy because like these things would pretty much just happen when they were alone in the store so that's always fun you know by yourself lights turn on (laughs) things start flying off the shelves Mm -mm. um i guess we'll have to uh go hang out there in the middle of the night nope no thank you (laughs) well now it's a spirit halloween guys oh okay never mind (laughs) oh now we have to go never mind so so how fitting is that (laughs) spirit halloween man but i gotta say if it was still there i would totally go not in the middle of the night by myself but yeah i would go probably not yeah but i love toys r us that was, I, I miss Toys R Us. Poor do Toys you, R Us. Do you remember the one off Sherman Way and like Woodley and Van Nuys that no, used to be there? No, I'm from the dirt land. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
from I the think the closest land. one was like Ontario or something to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the Valley Ghetto. And there, there used to be there used to be one on um, Sherman Way and Woodley, and like every weekend or every month, my mom would take us there and just let us run through the store and pick a pick a toy or like whatever. And it was like, <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that makes me sad. Is I'm sad that I'll never be able to to take my nephews or my niece to a Toys R Us and be like, here, just go just to fucking want. Toyland and pick out a toy. I thought they were making a comeback. I had heard the I same so thing. But, but also, I want to hang out with Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's a spirit Halloween. Right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, apparently it is now. Groovy. So, let's go, guys. Creepy. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> Oh my god, I am good on that, you guys. <laughs> but so the next one that I picked, it's a really creepy looking toy. I don't know if you guys have no, but seen I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna look. It I up know. Right I'm now. about to start look it up right it, now. And her name is Little Miss No Name. Hmm. She creepy. Anyway, we'll get a little background for those who don't know anything about her. So, Little Miss No Name was created in 1965 by Hasbro, and basically, it was their different approach. Approach. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Wait, but you have to find the right one. She has to be wearing a burlap dress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. They're okay. They're all wearing a burlap dress. Okay. I just want to make sure because hey, there's some with dresses. That's your next present. That's the one I saw where she's holding out a fucking coin. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> so basically, it was the ha- fuck Hasbro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, here, here's the reasoning. It was a different approach to the glammed up Barbie doll who had everything from like mansions to Porsches, you know, you name it. No, give me that bitch with the Porsche. I don't want this. Okay, but that so, looks like that Momo thing. That was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's exactly like, what like it Momo reminds me of. Pasta. Yeah, it's, <laughs> she's creepy. So, okay, just wait. So, so Little Miss No Name doll had nothing, including no shoes and only a burlap sack dress this is the most depressing doll i've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) oh my gosh oh my god i'm I'm sending this to my mom because my my mom was alive in 65 i'm like do you remember this right so um what the f yeah i know like mom what's going on so little miss no name doll wasn't a huge seller i mean obviously um but it was said to it it, that it may have taken a special kind of little girl, one with real love in her heart, to want to purchase and take home a little Miss No Name doll. That's <laughs> the worst marketing <laughs> ever. And there's this one blog that I read, and they said Barbie never needed a hug. No, she had everything. Yeah. She didn't need your hugs. But <laughs> little Miss No Name, on the other hand, looked like she needed like real love. <laughs> That's a lot more no, than love. That doll needed love and exorcism and more sage than is left in the world. And some black stones. Oh something. my god, yes. <laughs> so it was designed by Deet DeAndrade. Um and Little Miss No Name uh, was said to have drawn inspiration from the paintings of American artist uh, Margaret Keane. So kind of 
you know, the eyes kind of say everything. <laughs> Who basically, whose work was featured, you know, she has featured really large-eyed children. It's really creepy. This doll so- is <laughs> creeping me out so much that I don't even want the picture on the phone no, 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 anymore. No, no. I'm I deleting would, it. I would take 20 porcelain dolls over this thing. <laughs> Why is it your mom likes creepy dolls? Why doesn't your mom have oh, this? Wait, so not only was she in the burlap sack with patches on it, it was also a safety pin was just holding her outfit together. That's really sad. You but guys. also, she's begging for change. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. So that's why she has her hand out. Um, what and it extends because she's begging. So <laughs> what are we teaching our kids? <laughs> yeah, so they basically designed her so she has large, sad brown eyes, a drooping mouth, and a mop of unkept blonde hair. She looks like she's going to suck your soul out with those eyes. <laughs> and then she has, she is accented with a large plastic teardrop that could be inserted into a hole under one of her eyes. It's like a Mr. Potato Head, but you it's just a tear. Here's a tear. So... <laughs> This doll's fucking creepy. <laughs> I just picked all the creepy shit this week. <laughs> anyway, oh, I saw this doll and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but let's go down the rabbit hole. Um, so. So great. Yeah, it's so bad. So yeah, she has her, she's made to have her hand out. So she's begging for, for money or clearly a hug. Um, something. <laughs> So Hasbro emphasized Little Miss uh, No Name's plight in its advertising. So print ads often played up that uh, played up what the doll with the tear lacked. So she doesn't have a pretty dress. She doesn't have any shoes. She doesn't have a home. All she has is love. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's exactly that. So the doll's packaging. Um, presented little miss no name standing outside in a cold slushy snowstorm this is so messed up (laughs) and then hasbro doubled down on the little miss no names backstory with this personal plea on the actual box of this doll and it says like like she's saying this to you for you to take her home um, I need someone to love me. I want to learn to play. Please take me home with you and brush my tear away. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so I hope that this doll is used as a case study when marketing is taught in higher education. Of yes. What not to do. <laughs> well, clearly because this doll did not sell. Exactly. <laughs> Dear future marketers of the world, this is not how you sell a product. <laughs> Dear product designers, you're fired. Yeah. This is terrible. Help me, I'm poor. Oh my god. They're like basically like here, you know what? We have Barbies, so let's make a doll that basically lives on the streets. Why? <laughs> like why? Just now, watch an ASPCA commercial, man. Now that's a doll I have. That's you know that's exactly what I was thinking about when I was <laughs> looking at this doll. I was like, in the arms. <laughs> I mean, they got the they got the snowstorm and everything. I mean, are you looking at the box? Yes. It's so sad. And apparently, there's like a, an actual commercial. No, I draw the line. At <laughs> the box is poor too. The box looks really bad too. It's bad. Like she's literally walking in her little burlap dress 
in a snowstorm. Aww. It's <laughs> it's so wrong. <laughs> but so there are um, many stories of this doll being haunted. I mean, look at her face. Sarah's um, face. Looking at the pictures. Right I told now. you I deleted the image off <laughs> of my phone because I didn't even want it on my phone. But like, basically, mostly one of the reasons. It, 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 mostly, it's one of the reasons why. Uh, you know hasbro kind of t- took her off the market like she scared most children and she wasn't selling it i'm like Dude, my mom brought that home to me i'd be like what the fuck is this mom <laughs> like <laughs> i mean my mom has brought me some dolls <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry they've they've ended up in the trash um so um but she can mostly be found on ebay for collectors to purchase um some of her some of the dolls can be found not in the burlap dress so that means like she's not like the original because eventually people started to change her clothes to actually make her oh thank god look decent like if you well you you're done looking at pictures but some people have her in like a 60s dress and i'm on ebay right all this (laughs) they try to make her mod some bitch is trying to sell this thing for three hundred dollars i mean people yeah people are actually seeking this doll here's out. another one in the box for 800 yeah yeah it's a, it's a thing people want this doll it's stop buying haunted shit on ebay <laughs> stop it stop 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 it yeah and um i kind of um went a little bit too much down the rabbit hole but i was reading a lot of stories where they compared her to annabelle where she would they would follow uh, little miss uh, no name would follow them in the house like throughout the house like she would just show up in random places yeah look at that sad box <laughs> that's so sad and it's making me real depressed yeah and <laughs> so some people say that they would like we need to start a gofundme for i know gofundme no for little miss no name <laughs> can we not leave her in the snowstorm you guys <laughs> <laughs> some people like wrote stories saying that they would put her like in a curial cabinet or some somewhere nice where all the other dolls were displayed and they would you know leave and come back and she would be gone and she would end up in like different locations of their house i'm like no no she's no. out she's out <laughs> no first of all i would have never brought her in my house yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but if you actually want to see the original doll in person and you live in sweden um if we have any listeners in sweden i think we do i feel like we do but you can check out the original little miss no name in person you know from the box like in her original form at the museum of failure (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) that is the name of the museum okay it's all the failed like it could be products uh, that's great entertainment stuff like it's just a whole museum you got to check out this website this too it's fantastic because they're not open right now so they've put all their displays on their website it's actually pretty cool <laughs> and little miss no name is there <laughs> so there you have it the creepy little miss no name i'm gonna post like so many pictures on our social media because i feel like i shouldn't be the only person to be this disturbed (laughs) i know i was like man the promo for this episode is gonna be great (laughs) like this is gonna be great oh man (laughs) so yeah hope you enjoyed our creepy story (laughs) with some toys (laughs) 
Robert the doll was going to be the freaking creepiest thing ever. Um, little little Miss No Name wins. You're welcome. Little Miss No Name is. Aren't like, you glad I found her? That bitch is the shit that nightmares are made of. But also, don't sign me up for Robert the doll. No. Also that. I feel like uh, Zach Baggins is just waiting. He probably wants a little Miss No Name, too. Oh, Zach Baggins, go to that fucking spirit. Tell us what's up. Like, is, is Johnson still there? I'd like to know. He's too busy. No, where was he? What was the one that we were just supposed to watch? The Brujeria one? Yes. I'm going to watch that when I get home now. Yeah. And the Cecil Hotel thing. The Cecil Hotel thing. I might good. wait until daylight for that one. No, I want to not sleep tonight. <laughs> I want to not sleep. <laughs> That's a goal. I would like to not sleep. So what is the scariest thing that I can watch on TV so when I get home? Then I'll be texting Sarah at 3 a.m. being like, hey, I'm watching. I'm She's going to text me like, um, that voice came back tonight, you guys. <laughs> Person oh, call man. my name. Ooh, no, and I'm, it's it's gonna be Pinksy's. Like I am the knight. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching Drag Race. Oh yeah, and there we go. My cat. There oh, it is. I need that. Yes. Tonight. Yes. Well, that Ugh. is our episode for today. Yay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope that you are as genuinely creeped out by all of these <laughs> creepy toys as we are. And uh, Google Image Search is your friend because some of these are real yeah. creepy. And thank you again to um, one of our listeners and and our friend Stacy for suggesting. Yes, thank you. Because we went way down the rabbit hole. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. May have to do this again. Which reminds me, we'll have to do another Haunted Objects one. Oh, yeah, because there's too many. There's way... (laughs) There's way too many. Too many. (laughs) Um, Please uh, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts, and please don't get to... No, don't get to. I'm sorry. Back up. Strike that. Reverse it. Please do not forget to subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) We got this. You're doing great. We're doing great. Um, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Our handle is the Squad Ghouls because someone already took Squad Ghouls. So we are the Squad Ghouls. Because we are the the Squad Ghouls. Like Megan, the Stallion. <laughs> I love her so much. So great. I live vicariously through her. Um. Oh, oh, we, we have, have merch. Yeah, we got merch. We got stuff. Yeah. Get a hoodie for your dog. Your mm-hmm. dog is cold. Yep. Uh, we are also brand ambassadors for <gasps> Kitty FX Shop. Yes. Uh, so please be sure to check out her website. Um, you can also follow her on Instagram. Use our code SquadGhouls to get 15% off your order. And also, I updated our website with the direct link. So if you just go to our website and you click that Kitty FX Shop link, you don't even have to enter our code. It'll just go. be 15% off. And it's one less step. I Boom. Just typing. I can't wait Boom. to use it and get some earrings <laughs> and some fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did I forget anything? No, I think you got all the boxes checked. Okay, my brain's tired. Creep it real. And we'll scare you later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>